The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, um, one of our members put to bed last week. Hallelujah. All right. Um, the Oluleyes welcome the baby girl. Bouncing, I might add. Amen. All right. So today we are going to be doing the naming ceremony. Although, obviously, for COVID, you know, it's that everybody cannot come, but amen. We'll make sure that there's a link for you to join if you want to join us online. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. You know, <laughs> amen. I actually love babies, but you know one thing about babies is babies are trouble. <laughs> those who have kids will understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I mean, those who have kids understand what I'm saying. I mean, I have a three-year-old until today. My three-year-old is blessing and he's trouble. <laughs> Praise God. But you know, the funny thing about it is that as they grow or older, you now begin they begin to do something. For example, one of the things I like doing now is I like sending my boy on errand. Like, you know, go and bring water. And he goes, and he brings the water. Yeah, go and drop that. And it's very nice, very cool. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm thinking about it that if I get so much joy from sending my son on errand, all right, it must also mean that the Lord will have a lot of joy when he sends me on errand. When he says, go and do this. And I'm going, and the Lord says, wow, look at him go. Oh my God. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so what have we been looking at? Talk to me. Rain. Say it with me. I am the floodgate of heaven. No, I am the floodgate of heaven. The rains of heaven flows from me to the earth. For I am seated with Christ, far above principalities and powers in heavenly places. So because you are seated with Christ in heaven, glory to God, out of you, the floodgates, um, the rains of God's spirit will flow out of your bowels, all right, even onto the earth. So as long as we have a Christian man or a Christian woman on the earth, there should not be a barrenness of the move of the spirit. It ought not to be. Glory to God. It ought not to be. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter number 1, um, tells us about the precarious situation the nation of Israel found themselves in, where uh, Israel, for a long time, never had anyone who could hear from God. The Bible says the word of the Lord was cast in those days. <laughs> it was cast. So there was a famine of the move of the Spirit. Eli was blind physically and spiritually. The sons of Eli were given to a lot of sinful stuff. They didn't know the Lord. So God raised Samuel. And when Samuel came, 
Hallelujah. The rains of the Spirit began to fall again. Which tells me something. That the degree to which there is a move of a Spirit on the earth is a function, all right, of men. It can just be one man. Hallelujah. It can just be one man. It can just be one woman. It's one person who yields and says, Lord, I'm available. Hallelujah. I'm available. Someone say, I'm available. I am available. Praise God. Joel chapter number 2. The Lord is showing me somebody. The Lord said to tell you this. He said this. He said, you need to learn. Listen. This is what the Lord said. He said, I've called you. And I will use you. I put my gifts and my spirit on you. But you need to learn, hallelujah, how to follow. You need to learn how to follow. You need to learn how to follow. You need to learn how to submit and receive training. Glory to God. You need to learn how to submit. You need to learn how to follow. And you need to learn how to receive training. For you would not be able to walk as you ought to work if you are not trained for it. You will not be able to walk as you ought to walk if you do not submit to the training. Says the Spirit of God to you. This is a word for somebody. The problem you've had is that you have not learned discipline. Glory to God. Even though God's hand is on you, even though God's Spirit is on you, You've not learned discipline. You've not learned how to submit and receive training. So as a result of that, you have not blossomed in what God has called you to do. Joel chapter number 2. We have a Joel in the house. Joel, we're reading your book. Joel 2. Chapter 2. And verse 23. Are you there? Look at what does he say? He says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the what? The former rain moderately. What did we say the former rain was for? The former rain or the early rains, all right, was the rain that fell around the planting season. Glory to God. The rains that fell around the planting season. The purpose of that rain was to prepare the earth, okay, to receive the seed and to ensure that the seed germinated. That was the purpose of the former rain. Praise God. So he said, I'm giving you the former rain moderately, all right, or the early rain moderately. And he says, and it will cause to come down for you the what? The rain. The former rain and the latter rain were in the first month. So the latter rain or the late rains, the purpose of the late rains was that the late rains fell around the time of harvests. The late rains fell around the time of harvest. And the purpose of the late rains was to ensure that the seeds that have been planted and was being developed, all right, grew to that place of maturity that we could harvest it and what? Feed off it. That was the purpose of the late rains. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is there a connection between you and him? Do you know this man? Huh? Oh, you invited him. Okay. So, praise God. All right, because I'm seeing the angel of the Lord pointing both of them. I'm like, why are you pointing to both of them? Praise God. 
All right. So I was talking about late rains, right? Late rains, right? So that was so it says I will cause for the early and the late rains to form at the same time. Now I told you at uh, the first time when we taught this was that the early rains, all right, is talking there about the operations of the spirit that occurred when, all right, when in the old testament. That those operations of the spirit were limited the old, to the old testament, okay. It was a preparatory rain. You understand? It was a preparatory rain. All right? But we find that in the New Testament, the operations of the Spirit that occurred in the Old Testament, praise God, also falls in the New Testament. So you find that the things the Spirit of God did in the Old Testament, He still does where? Now. Glory to God. He still does those same things now. So that means we can do and we can believe to do and operate, all right, by the influence and the unction of the Spirit of God as those Old Testament saints operated. Are you following what I'm saying? All right. Now, in Hosea chapter 6, all right, we now begin to find that the rains there is talking about the Spirit. Glory to God. That the rains there is talking about the Spirit is actually talking about the person of God. Okay? So we've seen, all right, that rains there are a metaphor for the Spirit. Look at Hosea chapter 6. Because this is not where I'm going. I just want to just remind us of where we are coming from. Hosea 6, and verse 1. So our screens will soon be back. We have to take them for repairs. Praise God. But for now, open your Bible. <laughs> Hosea 6, 1. He says, Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn and he will eat us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. Verse 2, everybody read one to go. He says what? After two days, he will what? Revive us. In the third day, he will what? Raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. Remember, we talked about that. He's talking about the resurrection of Jesus and our identification in that resurrection. Remember that? Uh-huh. Now, verse 3 now says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. All right? And he shall come unto us as what? As what? The rain. As the latter and former rain unto the earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. So that means that the Lord is the rain. Glory to God. The Lord is the rain. And we know um, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, and he said, and the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. So when he says the Lord is the rain, the Lord there is referring to what? The spirit of God. Hallelujah. All right, the spirit of God. Now if we go to Acts of Apostles chapter 2, we now see that one of the very um, pronounced, pronounced <coughs> manifestations of the Spirit that were consistent with the reins of the Spirit was utterance. Turn in there, Acts 2. Acts 2. And we will also look at Joel 2. Utterance. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And he sat upon each of them. <laughs> it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with what? Other tongues, as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. So one of the first manifestations of the reign of God's Spirit was 
utterance or sound. 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 He says, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now look at the next. Um, let's go to where P uh, Peter spoke. Look at verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. 16. But this is that which was spoken by what? The prophet Joel. Right? Just Joel 2.28. And it shall come to pass, pay attention, in the last days, God said, God, I will pour out of my spirit, praise God, that's the rain of my spirit, upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall what? Church? Shall what? So the first sign was utterance, prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? That's the Greek word prophetia, prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? Write it down. To prophesy means to speak and declare God's counsel, God's will, under the inspiration of the Spirit. To prophesy means to speak God's counsel and will under the inspiration of the Spirit. It means to speak as moved by the Spirit. It means to speak as moved by the Spirit. That's what it means to prophesy. Mm. Glory to God. He says, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. He now says the next thing is, your young men shall what? See visions, and your old men shall what? Dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Prophesy is mentioned how many times? Twice. Which means, the cardinal sign, the cardinal demonstration that characterizes the reign of God's spirit its utterance. That which is said. That which is said. So, if you are in this reign of the Spirit, latter and, um, and former reign, falling right now, and you have the Holy Ghost, if, if there is an operation of the Spirit, you have to master it is utterance. Utterance. This is why there is no gift of the Spirit that was as discussed and as explained like utterance. Paul did not explain the workings of miracles. He mentioned it. He did not explain the workings of healings. He mentions it. He did not make, uh, explain discerning of spirits. He mentions it. He doesn't explain word of knowledge, word of wisdom, special faith. He mentions it. But when it came to tongues and prophecy and interpretation, he explained exhaustively. Because the key operation 
in the day of the reigns of the Spirit, is utterance. That which is said. It means, if you have no mastery of utterance gifts, you are going to miss out of God's best in the reign of the Spirit. So, there are many questions people ask. Should everybody speak in tongues? And things like that, all those kind of stuff, all those kind of questions, they are good questions. It's okay. All right. All right. But we will answer them. Hmm? Glory to God. We will answer them. Now, if you go to Mark 16, turn to St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16 and 17. Mark 16 and 17. Listen. Except you have proper understanding of a biblical subject matter, you will not be able to receive and walk in the manifestation of that subject matter. Because light precedes conviction. Light precedes manifestation. You can have an encounter with God that is spontaneous and for which you have no understanding of. But for those operations and manifestations to be consistent, conviction and revelation is key. Revelation is what guarantees continuous manifestation. Revelation. Revelation is what guarantees continuous manifestation. Because with revelation, you know the how. 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 You know the how and you know the why. So when you understand the why, which is the purpose, and the how, which is the method, you will be able to get the result again and again and again and again and again and again. The realm of, of the spirit has a why and has a how. The realm of the spirit has a why and has a how. It has a purpose for it and it has a method to it. Glory to God. So, for example, it's why sometimes when you're praying for people to get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're praying for people to get healed. Some are healed, some, some are not. Some are filled, some are not. It's not the minister. The minister is anointed. But there is a how. So, in, in administering spiritual things, alright, knowledge is important on both the part of the minister and the part of what? The receiver. This is why Jesus played a lot of placed a lot of emphasis in his meetings on teaching. Because it is through the teaching ministry that you are able to get people to get understand the, the why and to understand the what the how. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Okay. Where does it say she open? Okay, look at Mark 16 and 17. What does it say there? He said, This sign shall follow what? Notice, it said, this sign shall follow them that believe. Them that believe. Other translations, you can say, the believing ones. Now, what does he say next? He says, in my name they shall what? Talk to me. In my name they shall what? Uh-huh. Next thing is what? Now, did he discriminate on who we speak in tongues? No. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. So that means speaking with new tongues is a sign that follows them that do what? That believe. So if you believe, this sign should follow you. Therefore, speaking in tongues is the dialect of the believing ones. Write it down. Speaking in tongues is the dialect of the believing ones. 
And you understand, as you understand socializations or civilizations, you find that civilizations is influenced by language. Because why is civilization influenced by language? Because the wisdom, the knowledge, the science, the belief systems of civilizations are communicated through language. Glory to God. Through language. So you cannot have a society without a culture. You cannot have a culture without a language. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. If you want to understand Yoruba culture, you need to understand the Yoruba language. Is that correct? Is that correct? If you want to understand the Igbo culture, you need to understand the Igbo language. Glory to God. Same thing with our civilizations. So also in this kingdom, we have a language. Because we have a civilization in this kingdom. Glory to God. Glory to God. We have a civilization. There is a way things are done. There is a realm of the spirits. Realm of the spirit. It says, these signs shall follow them. So, how do we recognize these guys? Who are the believing ones? It says, they will speak with new tongues. The word new there, the word new is kaino. And kaino there speaks of what? Something that is new on the scene. People have never seen it this way before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let us now examine how Paul explains tongues. Listen, pay attention to this teaching. How Paul explains tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. How did he explain tongues, interpretation, and prophecy? Now, you know the Bible talks about, I mean, if you remember that scripture that says, Ask you of the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain, and he will make light rounds, black clouds. That's Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1. And he said, And he will cause, cause it to fall on every one grass in the field. Is that correct? Now, showing you that the rains are sent to water every grass. Is the same thing what Paul said when he says, For the manifestation of the Spirit is given to what? Every man to profit what? Everybody. So that means the operations of the Spirit must be administered, alright, in such a way that we ensure everybody is what? Blessed. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? Now let me tell you this again, or say it another way. The move of the Spirit and the demonstrations of the Spirit are not for the entertainment of the church. They are for the edification of the church. They are not for the entertainment of the church. They are for the word edification for the church. What does it mean to edify? To edify means to build up. It means to strengthen. Okay? It means to build up. It means to strengthen. That's edification. To build somebody up. When you find sometimes a person is struggling in his Christian work, that person has not been built up. Guys, how many of you have done some construction before or you have seen construction work being done? How many of you? Oh, wait, let me see. I want to know your perspective. How many of you have, have done some or you have seen construction work being done? Anna, you have never seen construction work being done. Wow. You must be from Mars. Praise God. Now, how many of you have seen the sand? They put the sand there, right? 
the sharp sand. Then they put water in there. Now, is that all they do? When they want to do concrete, concrete law, is that what they do? Is that all they put? No, right? So, with the water in the sand, it's still, you can still, you know. But, if they put concrete in it, then they put cement. What happens? What happens? It becomes, now, that is what oikodomi or edification means. It means to strengthen, to firm up. To strengthen, to firm up. For example, last week in our through the church, I was praying for a lady. She was believing God for a full room. And while I was ministering to her, the name of the baby was dropped in my spirit. And it so happened that the name of that baby was also the name of the dad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Now, why did that happen? Probably the Lord wanted that lady to know. Amen. That he had heard her prayers concerning what? Having a child. Because I didn't know her before. I had never met her before. Yet I knew her husband's name. Are you following what I'm talking about? So that strengthens her. That's what the gifts are for. For edification. So she knows if God gave that word, then that baby is coming. Are you following what I'm talking about? So sometimes you are praying for somebody who is sick, all right, but the person's faith has not, you know, responded. Then the Lord reveals something that to you that only God could tell you about that person. Once that person hears it, that person, ah, no, then God is here. The person is now open to receive. It's for strengthening. Edification. Glory to God. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul explains utterance in detail. Is somebody getting blessed already? Are you learning something? Ah, if you don't speak in tongues, I feel for you. Because tongues is powerful. You're battling addictions, tongues your way out. Having trouble getting a job, tongues your way out. Tongues, tongues, tongues. Someone is pressing you at night when you sleep, tongues your way out. Someone is applying, aff- appearing to you in the dream, tongues your way out. Tongues. Not fake tongues, though. Correct tongues. Not mimic tongues. The one they used to do when they're acting. Hallelujah. I mean, I've heard people mimic tongues. You, I mean, if you know that when you hear it, you know that, nah. Something your spirit says, nah, that is, you, you get. So that means you know when it is. Because those who are spiritual, no spiritual things. Glory to God. So when you are hearing, you just know something. Ah, no, no, that's not it. And it can sound exactly like your own. But you will just know it's not it. Because the spirit calls to spirit. Deep calls to what? To deep. Praise God. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Oh, glory to God. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1. Now, what does he say? Everybody read one, two, go. Notice, it says, follow after what? Charity. Now, I know your name is charity. It's not something you should follow after you. The word charity here is from the Greek word agape. And agape means love. 
Okay? Love. Alright, so it says follow after charity or love. That's King James grammar. Alright. Now notice, I want, to, I want to even explain to you something very important. I want you to see. You know this King James, uh, we're reading from the King James Bible, right? Now, the original Greek word is agape. But the translated, translators translated agape as what? Uh, as what? Charity. Now, when you hear charity, what comes to mind? Benevolence. Generosity. Which means what they are saying is this. You cannot have agape and not be what? Generous. Amen? Are you seeing that? Aha. Uh-huh. So, you cannot have agape and not be what? Generous. Say, follow after love and desire what? Spiritual gifts. But rather that he may what? Now, I want you to see something powerful also. Paul says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. But rather that he may prophesy. Showing you that, listen to me, and listen to me well. You cannot love the body of Christ properly if you do not flow in spiritual gifts. Did you hear what I said? Should I say it again? You cannot love the body of Christ properly if you do not flow in spiritual gifts. When somebody is sick and you minister the healing power to their body, that's love. Somebody is discouraged, contemplating, giving up. And you minister by the word of knowledge and prophecies to them. And they are encouraged. What is that? That's love. That's love. That's love. Someone is going through some challenges that traces back to their childhood. Someone sexually abused them and they've not been able to tell anybody. But you call the person aside and God opens your eyes to see. And you minister to them and they are delivered from that thing. That's love. You cannot love the local church properly if you do not flow in spiritual gifts. Do you know what love is? Love is not sympathy. Amen. Do you know this? Let me tell you what sympathy is. Hey, uh, oh. <laughs> Brother, help me. Brother, help me. I have not eaten since yesterday. I'm telling you, my stomach, they pay me. My body, they pay me. My back, they paid me. Everything, they paid me. My head, they wire me. And you now come and you say, Hey, uh, eh? Not so uh, terrible. Have you helped the person? But did you show sympathy? Love is not sympathy. Love is not sympathy. Love identifies the challenge, then solves the challenge. So love takes responsibility. So you cannot love the church well. You cannot even love the world well without spiritual gifts. A woman has been oppressed by demonic forces. Love is getting her free. A brother has been held down by witches from his village. <laughs> Love is getting him free. Do you know that there are some people that they are just misbehaving? 
you will be thinking it's discipline that is their problem. I mean, I've seen people that say this person is indisciplined. This is incongruous. I speak English. Your daddy has tried. Your mother has tried. You think that the solution is to talk with the person, counsel him or her, right? Not knowing that the problem is spiritual. Love, we see the true problem. Love, we handle the true problem. And love will change that person's life. You cannot really love without spiritual gifts. Praise the Lord. Are you learning something today? Are you learning something today? You can't love. So it tells you to follow. The instruction is the same. It says follow after love. Even desire spiritual gifts. He now says, but rather that he may what? Prophesy. Now, there's a reason why he says to prophesy. The reason because, because with prophecy, people understand you. Because what does it, I, I gave you a definition of prophecy, right? Now I'm going to give another prophecy, definition of prophecy in line that you know it's in line with tongues. Now look at this. Let us look at this. Look at verse 2. Everybody, I want you to read 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. 1, 2, go. It says what? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, the man who is speaking in tongues is speaking mysteries. Everybody look up. What does mysteries mean? See, that word mysteries is... Um, how many of you have ever been in part, part of a court before? Maybe when you were unsaved, you were in court. Are ye... Uh, yeah, and all stuff. Don't worry, nobody will kill you here. I'm not a um, former Axe member. <laughs> so imagine if you're a member of a court. So the court will have secrets that everybody inside the court knows. Correct? For example, there are things that only you, you must not share with people outside. So only people inside the court know that, those things. Glory to God. Right? Now, those things, only those of them in the court know. But those outside the court don't know. It is called mysteries. That's that word, mysterion. Because it's a Greek word because they had Greek courts back in the day. So, mysterion were the secrets that them, them that belonged to those knowledge courts knew. But everybody that did not belong to them did not know. Are you, are you with me? So it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaketh unto God, but he is not speaking to what? To men. Because when he speaks in tongues, he is speaking what? Mysterion, mystery, which is secret. But it is secret only to those that don't belong. Oh, come on now. It's not secret to those that belong. With me? Good. Because the tongues that the man is speaking, he is speaking by the Spirit. Hallelujah. He's speaking by the Spirit. 
So, those tongues are not mystery. Oh, guys, you need to follow this. I hope you are following. Father, help them follow in Jesus' name. The tongues are not mystery to those that have the spirits. It is only mystery to those that don't. Hear me and hear me very well. Any believer that has the spirit of God on his inside can decode another believer's tongues. If he's well trained. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Because tongues are not rubbish. It's not shaba la baba shaba 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 shugu shiki. No, it's not nonsense. Give me, let me give an example. If someone comes to me and says, Oh, je m'appelle Femme Olaleye, je suis, je suis étudiant, I'm done la Lego, je suis, je suis, je suis, je suis le médecin, je suis de le médecin, je suis le pasteur, donne la où il y a Christian Center, you know, j'habille, j'habille la go, you know, uh, is he talking rubbish? In fact, you don't understand French, does it mean? That the broken French I was speaking means nonsense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if another French guy comes, you understand what he's saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Praise God. You understand what he's saying? Why? Because they belong in the same. Glory to God. So it's the same thing with spiritual things. Hmm. Same thing with spiritual things. Everybody listening to me, you need to have mastery of spiritual things beginning with utterance. Utterance. Oh, if you listen to this, I'm telling you. If you listen to this, I'm telling you, and you begin to take it seriously to the point you become develop mastery in the place of utterance. Hallelujah. You will never have a better yesterday. You will never have a better yesterday. You will just be going forward. Upwards only. I'm telling you. Go back to 1 Corinthians 14 too. See what he says here. Are you getting blessed? He says, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. He says, speaketh not unto men. So men are not your audience. So stop disturbing yourself with men that say, eh, oh, you, uh, you are speaking in tongues. They, we don't understand what you are saying. But in Acts 2, they understood what they were saying. Now we come to that one. Because many people don't really understand what happened in Acts 2. The definition of tongues is 1 Corinthians 14. 2. Amen. The definition is this. Let us read it again. One, two, go like a mass choir. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto, speaketh not unto, louder, speaketh not unto, speaketh not unto, but unto who? So that means God is your audience. The man who speaks in tongue is gisting with God, not men. For no man, look at the next part. It says, for what? Talk to me now. For what? 
no man understands him. Albeit where in the spirits. That word in the spirit in the Greek can also be translated as with the spirits. So that means when you are speaking in tongues, your spirit is talking. Are you following what I'm saying? Who is talking? Your recreated human spirit. Your born again spirit is talking when you are speaking in tongues. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? I thought one time on the faculties of the human spirit. There's a teaching on that. I can't remember what year, but it's a long time ago. So if you go to St. Luke's Gospel 16, turn in there. <clears throat> oh, my car is just singing today. Paul, I'm so sorry. Eh? Praise God. Can we put our hands together for Paul? What he's doing is ministry. It's not ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. She says she know they do again. No. Don't cry too much. God is organizing it for you. Oh. She says she know they do again. No. <laughs> There's a brother here. Or somebody watching me or something. The Lord said, yeah, 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 yeah. She says she's not doing again. I'm not doing again. Is of me. Praise God. She doesn't want to be with you because she's not meant to be with you, says the Spirit of God. She's meant to be with another. She's meant to be with another. Don't fight it. Don't chase it. Don't try to convince. Don't cry. Don't manipulate. Don't buy this or buy that. Don't buy gifts to convince. Let her go. For I have settled things as regards your marital relationship. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me give you some moments so that you sink. Glory to God. Because some, some brothers can be stubborn even after they heard the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let it go. Glory to God. Don't talk to your, that your friend you are complaining about. Leave it alone. Move on. Praise God. Glory to God. You know, I can tell you from experience that it always turns out well. Don't worry. So we always think, ah, we we'll never see someone like you again. Listen to me. You won't. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't let anybody I blow HBPU. Nobody's that this thing. Nobody's an angel. Someone say, I'm in love with an angel. It's a lie. Angels are not human beings. Ha, she be like angel. She's not. Amen. Amen. Say, ah, the way she looks, look as though, as though she knows they use toilet. It's cream. It's cream. Toning cream, bleaching cream. It's cream. It's not too deep. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. It's not that deep. Amen. I said, amen, somebody. After all, if Jesus comes today, everything will end. If Jesus comes today, I can't tell my wife, baby, in heaven. His sister. Exactly. Sister. Everything. I can't call this. I can't say, hey, babe. No, babe, bow. 
Both of them are neither male nor female. <laughs> so you can't do same-sex marriage in heaven. <laughs> you understand? It's illegal. No way to God. Mm. I just brothers and sisters. So why are you killing yourself? I will not go on. I saw one story. The person committed suicide because uh, someone said he's not doing it. I said, you are not serious. So short-sighted. I said, go, go, go. Another person will come. Hallelujah. I will find out most times. When that person that says, I will leave you. I'm not doing it again. When you, the person that is killing himself, by the, person, by the time we carry correct lens and look at this person that is doing Shakara, nothing is there. Nothing is really there. Praise God. Just calm down. It's just your perception that is doing you. Praise God. So diversion over the word. Now, <laughs> Luke 16, 19. Pay attention. Remember, we said, the man who is speaking in tongues is speaking with what? He's speaking with what? His spirit. So when you go, Makura da Hardi do Sirete Pedo, Bara and Sucre de la Cranis, Tura de Gash, your spirit is talking. Pay attention. Hmm. Did you get what I just said? Your spirit is talking. Pay attention. You pay attention to what you're saying. There are many divine strategies, wisdom, and plans that are unleashed as you speak in tongues that you are missing out on because you are not paying attention. When you are praying in the spirit, the answer to the prayer you are offering in the spirit is in the tongues you are speaking. Pay attention. This is why you cannot joke with interpretation of tongues, neither can you play with prophecy, as I will show you in a bit. Because speaking in the spirit, speaking in tongues, yes, is good. But you also need to be able to decipher what you are saying in tongues. For what you are saying in tongues has me. Most of the songs I get is by tongues. Most of the word of knowledge I get is by tongues. Most of the word of wisdom is by tongues. The vision is by tongues. Tongues is a trigger into the spiritual realm. If you miss utterance, you miss everything. Hallelujah. I know, so I, said, I know men who didn't speak in tongues, but flowed in the power of God. Yes, there can be that, but they would not function as they ought to function. They will not function as they ought to function. They won't master it as they ought to master it. Alright, Luke 16. There, verse 19. Everybody read one, two, go. It says what? Louder, louder. Which was slaughtered in purple and fine learning and fed sumptuously what? Every day. Alright, praise God. And there was a what? A satin beggar. So there were two satins. A satin rich man and a satin beggar. Named Lazarus, which was, notice something powerful. There was a certain rich man with no name. But there was a certain beggar with Lazarus. You understand? God is showing you something. Because Lazarus, though he was a beggar, was a beggar that believed in God. So God knows the name of the believer. But he does not name the unbeliever that doesn't have faith in him. Because the name of the beggar is written in the book of life. But the name of the rich man that didn't believe in God is not written there. So his name is not mentioned. Because it's not important. 
for he's an unbeliever. He has rejected God. God loves him, yes. But he has rejected God. So his name is not named because it is not written. Hmm? Good. So there's no, un, there's no use, uh, useless information in your Bible. He said, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, in Acts 21, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Very poor guy. It's not an invitation to be Lazarus, but you understand. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into what? Abraham's bosom. So when believers died, who carried them? Angels. The rich man also died and was buried. Are you seeing the important difference? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so it says, we know who carried Lazarus, but this rich man, he died and he was buried. No entourage, nothing. Hey, may you not have, may you not have entourage on earth and have no, don't have it after you die. You know, this pam, 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 everybody's kind of down. Die, you and have pam, pam. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You die in your escorts, you are finished. Glory hmm. to God. He said, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels. He didn't tell us how many, but the angels. Into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also buried and was buried. Now, pay attention. In 23. Everybody look in your Bibles. And he says, and in hell. Everybody say in hell. Notice. Now, when he says, and in hell, it means that the rich man was not in with his body. Is that correct? Praise God. It was not his body, right? Because we are in hell now. We have shifted from the earth. We are now, we are in hell. So this is spiritual description at work now. Clear? Is this clear? Talk to me now. Uh-uh. We just, it's just early in the morning now. Uh-uh. We started 9.30 now. Eh? Praise God. Is this clear? Good. He now says, and in hell. Pay attention. The anatomy of the human spirit. And in hell, he lift up his what? Yeah. So that means the spirit of a man has what? Eyes. You can see. You can, you're, look, you're, there is a you in you. Your body is your suit. There is a person, the real you is inside your body. If a man dies, he doesn't cease to exist. There are some people that say slow sleep. There is no slow sleep, nothing. There is no soul sleep, anything. I'm assuring you that everyone that has died knows what I'm saying. <laughs> no soul sleep, nothing. The guy is he, aware, he's conscious. He has eyes. He said he lifted up his eyes, eyes. As a spirit being. Look at it. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and he seeth what? Abraham, afar off, and Lazarus, where? In his bosom. Now, the rich man had not met Abraham before. But without requiring introduction, he knew who Abraham was. Ah, listen to me. When you walk in the gifts of the spirits, to a level 
People will not need to tell you their names for you to know who they are. The problem, listen, the major challenge is this. The thing that is actually hindering us and not making us know how powerful we really are is our body. This body. And the distraction of the environment. So we are too conscious of the physical realm. Conscious of the information in our brains. Conscious of the fear that has been programmed into our brain since we were born into this earth. To be able to be sensitive to the spiritual realm. So, an unbeliever dies and recognizes Abraham without introduction. He didn't go and ask, ah, is that Father Abraham? Is that you? No. He said, that's Abraham. He knew. Remember in Matthew 17, same thing. Jesus was, being tra- was transfigured. Then uh, Moses and who? Elijah appeared. Peter wakes up from sleep. And sees Moses he has never met before. And sees Elijah he has never met. There was no, uh, Moses was not taking snapshot now. Upload you on Instagram. You understand? There was, was there Instagram in the Old Testament? No. So it was not as if Peter had a uh-uh, Moses. No. The moment Peter saw Moses, he knew he was. The moment Peter saw Elijah, he knew he was. There is a divine recognition system in your spirit. Listen, you have been born into a kingdom where you don't need to ask questions to know. You know that you can ask questions. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Said. He knew Abraham. He knew Lazarus. Now look at, let's go on. Has anybody learned anything here? He said, pay attention. He says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. Pay attention now. Now first, let us look at it. Poverty is a bad thing. Poverty is a what? Bad thing. Very bad. Can you imagine? Even in hell. This rich dude wanted them to be sending Lazarus. <laughs> Do you understand? In hell. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. In hell. He said, Saint Lazarus. He didn't say Papa Abraham. Come. He respected Papa Abraham. <laughs> he respected him. He didn't say saying David. He respected David. Lazarus, we just enter. <laughs> now, 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 just that he just enter. He just enter the place. Say send them. Send him. Let him say servants. Let's send him. I used to feed him. Just hi, hi, God. I will never be poor in my life. Say that. He say I will never be poor in my life. You make money legitimately. Oh. No, yow, yow, oh. Anyone here that under the sound of my voice, even though they don't come again, so far you have heard this voice, this prophetic voice. If you do yow, yow, they will catch you. Yeah. They will catch you. you, you that, the, the, the hotel, as you are doing the transaction, that's the day FCC will read. Yeah, they will catch you. Because you are causing problems. You are making half of us, legitimate people to travel. 
Praise God. And let me say that thing again. So I'll watch you saying amen. I was not saying amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Go catch you. That's not, what's that? That's not, that's not money. What was that? You're stealing someone's money and you are giving glory to God. You're a thief. That's stealing. Yeah, so, hey, see money. And I saw one, they're putting money on the ground, then driving white bands. I'm like, who does this impress? It's not impressive. There's nothing impressive about it. One day, when our church was much younger, some dude came to our church, right? We were praying and all. I mean, wonderful sermon, every single thing. And after the service, the guys came to me and they wanted me to pray for them. I said, what do you want me to pray about? Oh, he said, we want to pray for our business. I said, what business do you do? He said, on the internet. I said, yeah, yeah, What exactly? He said, Yahoo. I said, what do you mean? What do you do? I said, I didn't understand what they mean. Because then it was not called Yahoo, Yahoo. It was, you know. He said, you know, Yahoo, we do Yahoo. I said, what do you mean Yahoo? Like, what, is it like you send mails, you know, is it marketing mails or what exactly? They said, no, Yahoo, Yahoo, like fraud. That, that if you pray for us and God and we hammer, we'll come and give te te Thanksgiving offering. So I was like, I don't understand. First, I was wondering whether something was wrong with my salmon. Do you understand? Because I was like, I didn't hear the salmon. <laughs> because I don't understand. Praise God. I led them to Christ because they were obviously not born again. I warned them against that lifestyle. Praise God. If, if you cannot use the challenges in Nigeria as an excuse to be a thief, challenges reveal who you are. Praise God. They do what? They reveal who you are. That's what they do. They reveal who you are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some people were stoning themselves money on Instagram and stuff like that because of burial. Listen. Don't, those things should not inspire you. It should not even worry you. Someone remove shit. One actor remove shit. I was like, leave me. Leave me. They're already leave me. He took money. I was running. This is the spirit of God does not sponsor us. What is your problem? What are you proving? What is it about? It's like me, my birthday is coming now, and I begin to dance. Then somebody stoning me money. I will stone you back. Because it means there's no respect. How can you be stoning me money? You don't know how to do transfer. <laughs> or your internet bank is not working. Why must you stone me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's irreverent, you know. Glory to God. Now, he says, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send what? Lazarus. That he may what? Talk to me now. Notice they were in the spirit world. He says that he may dip the tip of his what? His what? It means that Lazarus had finger. Finger. And the spirit. That means his spirit body was... Because some people think spirit means breeze. You understand? So sometimes you are in a house. The Nepal takes that. Then one window does open. Bah! The one breeze just was too much Nollywood. They said, ah, Emi Kwan Emi Kwan you know. And I was not cold. Relax. Listen, spirits have a form. If you see an angel, 
Like I've seen angels, they have a form. They are not moving like winds. Do you get? You know, like like Casper, the friendly ghost. No. They're being. They can touch you. And you feel the touch. They can tap you. The times I'll be sleeping inside and the angel will tap me and I wake up. Ooh. Pray. You know? They are like that. They, they, you understand? Spirit does not mean they are amorphous, shapeless. No. They have a form. So when a man dies, when he comes out of his body, he has a form. He can see his body. He can see everybody else. They just can't see him. Why? Because the, the, the humans are in a state where they can't see into. Their eyes, their physical eyes, cannot. But the eyes of the man's spirit can see because the earth realm is in a lesser dimension. So the eyes of um, the, uh, the spirit man all right, has a higher resolution. So he can see. But you can't see into that place. Look at it. He said, dip his finger. Alright. We're rounding up. Amen. He says, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in what? Talk to me now. In what? And cool what? Ah. So the, the guy, the, he had a tongue. The spirit man has a tongue. So when Paul says, with his spirit, he speaks mysteries, he's saying, with his spirit's tongue. Oh, glory to God. Ever look up. We've many times thought that the power of our tongues was in how it sounded. Have you noticed someone can come and say shakaraba 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 and rabbis will come and say shakaraba 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 then he now say he wants to prophesy this one is saying shakaraba 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 and he prophesies says a different thing and this one says shakaraba shakaraba and says a different thing you now be thinking ah but it sounded alike now the interpretation should be what that's why you've missed it because when you are speaking in tongues your spirit man is the one what speaking now let me let us look at the and i'll round off very soon listen look at me everybody let's look at the process of speech when you want to say something do you first think about it come on now right so maybe asabe is holding there's this handkerchief beside her and i need another i can say asabe pass me the handkerchief so it started from thoughts before it became what? Which means that I have something in mind that I have expressed in what? In what? Words. So when it comes to speaking in the Spirit, there is an intent in the Spirit that is expressed in what? In tongues. So the Spirit in communication has something in mind. Is this clear? He has something we are in mind. There are two minds. There is a spirit mind. 
Then there is what? The, uh, the natural mind. The spirit mind is that faculty of your spirit that connects with your soul. The subconscious mind. Then, the other form of your mind is the one your brain, you know, your brain, the conscious mind, where, you know, that, the, the one that interacts with this world. So, when you are talking in tongues, there is something, there is an intent. There is something, there is an intent. So, when you are praying in the spirit, your mind does not understand what you are praying about, alright? But, your spirit has a theme for that prayer. Are you following what I'm saying? There is something your spirit is praying about. Ay, how many of you are sometimes you find that there's this urgency? You need to go and pray. There's this, you just have this urgency. I have to pray. I have to go and pray. You understand? Your spirit has a there's an intent. Something's going on. Your mind does not know what the issue is. Your spirit has picked it up. So when you begin to speak in tongues, you are speaking perfect knowledge. It is in the realm of the spirit, it is perfect. It's not rubbish at all. It's rubbish to your mind. It is rubbish to men. But in the spirit, it is perfect speech. Write this down. Speaking in tongues. Is speaking perfectly in the Holy Spirit. Perfect. It's not. You are speaking well. Hallelujah. I have to stop here because our time is fast spent. So listen. When you are talking in tongues, understand. Your spirit is speaking perfectly. There is an intent behind the speech. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the person talking is your spirit. Your spirit. Your natural tongue is expressing what your spirit's tongue is saying. Now, as time goes on, your natural tongue will express it better. You understand? So, it comes with skill. So, because the tongues that we hear outside is a reflection of how well you are yielding this one to the other one. So, as time goes on, the more you learn, have learned how to yield, you will now find out that you will develop skill in speech. Praise God. You've developed skill in speech, in yielding your tongue. Amen? Yes. So, everyone that is filled with the Spirit of God, does their spirit have the capacity to speak in tongues? Huh? Is it possible that many times that spirit man is talking, but they are not expressing it with this one, so we don't hear them? Yes. Eh? eh? Ah, so that's why many times getting people filled with the Spirit of God is actually 
always about getting them to yield this tongue to the other one. To yield. So that what the spirit man is saying can be heard outside and can be interpreted to what? To bless others. Praise the Lord. Did anyone understand this? Lift up your hands and begin to speak in other tongues. Everybody talk in tongues. Come on. Use the opportunity. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in other tongues. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.